Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It is not Black History Month quite yet, though here at Word, it's Black History Month all the time because at Word, we're celebrating all the months as Black History, but for the world, February is Black History Month, but we're starting that off early because we have someone here who is going to tell us about a first ever Black History Month showcase that she has curated. Ginger Rudolph, she is a curator, a writer, and a consultant for public art projects. And some of those public art projects are the Rail Park. And she's also the founder of Ha Ha Magazine. I love that title. That's high on art, heavy on antics. Love that. And she has worked to put together a Black History History Month showcase for which there is an opening reception tonight. Ginger, welcome to Reality Check. How are you today? Oh, Ginger, we don't have audio, so let's uh, see if we can get some uh, audio going there. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. There you are. Hi, Ginger. How are you today? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you curated a Black History Month showcase that is going to be at the Hyatt-centric Center City, Philadelphia, and that is going to be going through Black History Month. But there's a reception for it tonight. So first of all, tell us a little bit about the Black History Month showcase and what it's all about. I am so excited about this because at the root of it, it's about the relationships that I've formed with Black contemporary artists here in Philadelphia. So the five artists that we have featured at the show tonight are artists that I met through uh, my co-curation of the Black Artist Fellowship at Mural Arts. And they've been our cohorts through the years, and we have a few cohorts from this year. And um, it's been interesting for me as a curator. Uh, Sometimes we have to go outside of the city, it feels like, to find Uh, artists that are right for shows. But through this fellowship, I've been able to find the Black excellence right here in our city. And I'm happy to really showcase that at the hotel tonight. That's wonderful. How many artists are participating in this exhibit and how many pieces do you have? My goodness, five artists. And I want to say about 23 pieces. And the wonderful thing, uh, although this is at the Hyatt-centric Center City, Philadelphia, that sounds like a tongue twister, uh, (laughs) it is a free exhibit that is open to the public. So you don't have to be staying at the hotel. You don't have to pay for it. You can just walk in and absorb all this wonderful Black art. That's very true. And I'm I'm sure that's what the Hyatt is hoping for. Um, I'm also really anxious and, and excited to see what their clientele Um, how they enjoy the show. Because my thing is that, you know, a lot of times either maybe you're there to have a staycation or maybe you're at a business meeting. I think sometimes the experience at a hotel is like, maybe you don't get out of it. Maybe you go from the hotel straight to a business meeting or maybe there with your family. But I want to give them a taste of Philadelphia. This uh, beautiful corridor that they've extended to us on the second floor is going to allow you to see a little bit of what it's like to live in Philadelphia and some of our inner city neighborhoods, but also what type of makers we have here in the city. So I'm hoping it'll be a truly wonderful experience for those who are natives and those who aren't. Ginger, explain the term makers, because we hear that as a term all the time. And I think people are not always sure exactly what that means. Is it just the the simplest part of the word, which is people making things, or does it specify a specific group of people? I like to say it's for people who are are making things, but the term that I'm using it in is, is people who are creating 
You know, um, when you walk into the hotel, the lovely thing they have is a beautiful display of Philadelphia's history as far as the textiles go. So you have beautiful threads, sewing machines. And I always recall, I thought to myself, like when I first walked in, my grandmother was a seamstress. So mm-hmm. I watched her like pick up her scissors and go from, you know, sewing room to sewing room. So in that way, Philadelphia has always been full of makers. Right. But here right. we are and people in different creative ventures. One of the artists is a glass blower. Another one is a graphic designer. One is a photographer. Um, two are painters. So in that way, I'm thinking about anybody in that creative sphere. And these are folks that you can actually meet tonight at the reception that is the opening reception for this exhibit. And that uh, is going on tonight. And that is from 6 to 8 p.m. And I believe that reception is also free and open to the public. Yes, it is, as well as they're having a wonderful panel discussion with the artists in February on the 7th, and that also will be available for the public to come and see. Um, and we hope that you come in, ask us questions about the art, ask us questions about the art scene here in Philadelphia. Um, the one way that a lot of us have connected, especially the five artists and I, is that oftentimes Philadelphia, it's hard to find that hub. It's hard to find your people. So an event like this is really good for other creatives to come out and see where people are staying, where are people congregating? How can you find um, your creative uh, sort of cohorts? Well, Ginger, since we are at the beginning of this year, what excites you in 2024 about the art scene in Philadelphia? It seems as though there is an uptick in visual art. I know that this exhibit is mixed media, but I'm getting the sense that there's sort of a groundswell of artists and in an artistic community that is focused more on, of course, we know Philadelphia for all the great musicians, but it feels as though visual artists, and as you just defined, makers are uh finding Philadelphia a more attractive place to create. I'm definitely excited about the coming year. And I agree with you. I think uh, a part of the reason is that Philadelphia has always had a wonderful community, but I think there's a lot of intent in the past year. Um, I know for myself and other Black curators um, and other creatives, like I've said, we've made a point of coming together and making things more accessible for the artist, um, for, for other people who want to be in this field, because we want people to stay. Right. Like that's that's one thing about our city. Like sometimes you lose the artists, you lose the makers in a city to another city that seems to be more progressive. It seems to open, you know, have open arms and welcome them in. But we really want people to understand that this artist community in Philadelphia cradles you and loves you and cares for you and supports you. And so this coming year, I have felt that um, even stronger as we watch the arts communities change. And I think that I'm just excited to support more emerging artists and more artists of color here in our city. You know, we hosted uh, the inauguration, um, not the inauguration itself, but we hosted the live radio broadcast from the inauguration uh, this week. Uh, myself and the host of City Council Live, Ernest Owens. And it was really amazing to be there and to see everything that was going on. And our new historic mayor, uh, Mayor Sherelle Parker, has talked about a lot of different things, but she didn't say too much about the arts community. Have you heard anything about what her plans might be or what you would like to see her do uh, as mayor to help support the arts community in Philadelphia? I mean, no, I haven't had a chance to to hear much past what she was saying as she was campaigning. And I think that, you know, she's going to have a difficult job. She's got a lot of things to fix in the city and a lot of things she cares about in the city. But the one thing that I would love is for us to have sort of like more of a council 
mm. of curators of color, of arts institutions, so that we can really talk about what's beneficial to the city. The one thing that I think happens a lot is that people assume that the arts is something that you could take or leave. Mm. Um, it's for the privileged few. But, you know, we know that arts can really change lives. Um, and for me in my household, I was really fortunate enough to have two parents who pushed me into this creative realm. But we know that a lot of inner city communities, a lot of our children don't get these opportunities, not just because of lack of funding, but because our parents are really concerned about us having a paycheck, concerned about us having jobs that are going to take us into life that seem more stable. And I think if there were a lot more understanding about what types of art jobs are available now and how the arts are changing, then perhaps we could even sway more support at home. But those, you know, those are larger conversations that need to be had, but we also need that funding in the city so that children or that can't provide for themselves or aren't able to, you know, afford those things are afforded those things. If you're just joining us, I'm Tanya Pendleton. This is Reality Check. And I am talking to Ginger Rudolph. She is a curator, writer, and consultant for public art projects. And she has curated a Black History Month showcase at the Hyatt centric center city philadelphia that's at 1620 chancellor street and there is a reception for the artist tonight uh from four i mean i'm sorry from six to eight p.m and we're talking to ginger a little bit about how philadelphia is approaching the arts as we head into or actually we are into 2024 what are the some of the things that you see or would like to see happening this year in particular in the arts are there things coming up that you're excited about? Are you working on projects that we should know about? Um, yeah, there are a lot of things I'm excited about. Uh, let's see, the Philadelphia Tribune has a wonderful uh, writer there who is focusing in on the arts in Philadelphia and then also, you know, artists of color in Philadelphia. And I'm really excited to see how that expands. I know that they're trying to just get started with that. Um, we also have uh, wonderful curators in the city who are putting on wonderful shows. We've got TK over at the Barnes. We've got Brittany Webb over at PAFA. These are people that I'm always excited to watch and see what happens. Um, but also mural arts, we have our new cohort coming up. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to start opening up the application uh, late February, early March for the 2024 um, cohorts. So please look out for that too. We're going to take on 15 artists of color for a year. You're mentored. Um, they're going to be able to have support from us. And it's a wonderful way to connect with other artists in a city and a wonderful way to open yourself up to new uh, exhibitions and opportunities. Well, tell us a little bit more about uh, what you're doing with mural arts, because that sounds like something if you're just getting a cohort started that people may want to recommend friends or loved ones uh, to apply for. I would hope so. We started it in 2024 and it's co-curated by myself and Noah Smalls from Danny Simmons Gallery Rush. Mm -hmm. um, and also with wonderful support from Mural Arts. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. And so the application process is open to all artists in the city, as long as you're an artist of color. And in that year, we actually do take the time to mentor the artist to see where they want to go, if we can help them in that, to bring them into Mural Arts, to show them what we do there. Um, inside of that wonderful organization and to give them some training. So yeah, I would 
please do look out for that. The application opens up at the end of February and we would love it if we had a plethora of people, you know, applying for that. Do you have to be a resident of Philadelphia or from Philadelphia? Yes, thank you for saying yeah. that. We do. And that's just really because it's so specialized. We want to be able to give you a year's worth of care. And it's really hard to do when you're not local. And where can people find the application for that? Right on Mural Arts website. Um, it will open up, like I said, in February. Um, and I will also link it on my own website, which is gingerrudolph.com. And Mural Arts does so many of the wonderful murals that we see around the city of Philadelphia. But unfortunately, some of those murals have been obscured by development and construction and those kind of things. So are you planning on expanding on the existing murals? And this is one of the reasons why you're putting this together. When is mural arts never expanding? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, this beautiful Philadelphia institution, I can't imagine a time when they're never creating in this city. Um, And I do have the wonderful job of being on their design review, which means that, you know, I'm one of the people that helps oversee the development of those murals in the city. So, yes. Yes. If you have ideas for murals, you can go to the website and fill out that application. If you'd like to apply to be an artist to help us do that, if you'd like some training, all of that's available at Mural Arts. All of those things are, are wonderful things. What do you think, Ginger, in your role? What is the what is the role of arts in a community? Because as we look into this new year and as we consider all of the things that are happening, you know, art is not in a vacuum. All of these other things that are happening in the world uh, really impact what people create and how they create, but it also impacts opportunity. So something like a mural arts where you are asking for people of color to come out, those are that might be something that could be um, at risk going forward with the way that things are happening in other sectors. So what is your take on that? Well, that's a, that's, there were so many parts to that. Which ones do you want me to answer first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's start with the fact that this is a, a specific call for artists of color. And these are some things that are now in our society being looked at as things that we shouldn't have. And how does that reflect on these kinds of programs? Wow. Um, Well, I guess, yeah, I could get really personal with that one. Um, I like to be as honest as possible. The fact of the matter is a lot of opportunities have not been open to artists of color. Um, And as a curator of color, I feel, you know, like I could really speak from personal experience. It's been a wonderful but very painful road for me. You know, a lot of times you're compared against your counterparts. And I think that it's one of the things about this program that we can be really personal about, like I understand and the other curator and the other people that work in mural arts on the cohort understand how difficult it is to maneuver yourself in an arts community as a person of color. And so we're going to be taking our advice and taking the way that they need to maneuver their careers in a very particular way. Um, And it just, it is what it is. It's not one of those things that I find is up for debate. Um, because it is something that, you know, we know we have to go through. And so I just want to make sure that we find equal opportunities for these artists. But in saying that, there are beautiful institutions here in Philadelphia who have been trying to change that and trying to, to equal that playing field. Right. But it just is with these forces that are moving against some of these kind of specific programs for people of color, for artists of color. And the idea seems to be that uh, diversity, equity, inclusion is something that's no longer needed in our society. But in your experience as an artist, that doesn't seem to be the case. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you work you work with knowledge. And I find that, you know, as I'm as I'm mentoring or I'm working with, you know, anybody in the arts field, that's what I can give you. 
the knowledge that I've gained whilst, you know, 20 years working in the arts, it has not changed. Um, has it gotten a little easier? Yes. Yes. But the obstacles are still there. So in terms of the role of arts in a city, while we're talking about all these various quality of life issues, whether it's trash dumping, whether it is crime, whether it's all these things, what is it that you see art being able to do to enhance the quality of life in a city like Philadelphia? It's definitely a vehicle for change. Um, I had a young artist that I've been mentoring for a few years, and he came to me with a dream of, you know, showing his work and having his work be collected and be experienced and be understood. And just the personal experience of watching the different family connections change because he feels stronger, because they can see that a dream isn't deferred within their child. I mean, these things are amazing. It's amazing to watch the personal growth, the respect for oneself, the self-care that you give yourself when you can actually move within a place that you've always wanted to be, that you deserve to be in. Um, these are really, like, they're really personal for me, right? Uh, but also, you know, it's it's about mental health as well. Like the arts help us in so many different realms about in, into self-care. And I think it's one of those things like, if people can just really sit down for a second and look at what children look like with the arts versus when they have none with adults, it's drastic. Um, and the fact that we have people trying to pretend like it's something that is, you know, just something that you don't need, something that we can just live without. Culture is everywhere. The arts are everywhere. Right. You know, I, I think that I could not imagine a world without it or where I would be without it. Well, you know, for me, during the pandemic, when there were so many outlets that were um, limited, if they were able to exist at all, when uh, so many venues and, and museums and various institutions and concert halls were closed, that felt like what it was to live in a world without culture. And I think that was damaging and difficult for people. And that that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I think illustrates how important arts and culture is. But it always seems like it's a little downplayed, uh, even though Philadelphia has been a great contributor to the culture and to arts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember. Well, it's been so long ago. You and I met at the PMA decades ago at a very historic Black exhibition. Um, and I just remember standing with you in front of the curator, which I think at the time was Gwendolyn Shaw. She was yes, one of the co-curators. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And just, I, I think we just had a side conversation about how refreshing it was for them to open up the vaults and put this there. And there were so many pieces that we had never seen as Philadelphians, you know, right. of historic Black um, artists that lived in our city. And that just, the feeling of that, the pride in that. And I think, you know, when you walk out of something like that, that's just what you want to bring to your own community. So the future of arts in Philadelphia is looking bright, but we still need to give it more support. What would you say to people who feel like, oh, these art things, they're expensive. They're, they, you know, I don't feel comfortable. The access is not what it should be. What would you say to them in terms of getting people out to support more of uh, arts and culture in Philadelphia? Wow. You know what? I'm not going to put that on the people. I'm going to put that on the institutions. Mm. I'm going to put that on people like myself. It's our job to find ways to make people feel included. It's our job to have inclusiveness, right? To look at different ways to bring a community in so that they can see themselves. Um, I think too often we do that. Like, even if I said what I think, the obstacle still might be economic. It might just be 
you know, the way your family feels about the arts, but we're here to change it. You know, curators are our historians, people in these institutions, we've been trained. And if you love it the way that I see most people love it in Philadelphia, you're going to find a way to pierce someone's heart so that they understand that this is meant for them too. Right. Well, one of the things is the Black History Month Showcase, the first ever at Hyatt-centric Center City, Philadelphia. Tonight, there is a reception where you can meet the artists involved in the showcase that is running through February, open to the public, completely free. And Ginger Rudolph is the curator who has brought out these five artists for this mixed media exhibition. Ginger, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Great to see you again. And thank you for joining us today on Reality Check. Hope to bump into you in a gallery sometime soon. Oh, absolutely. I'll be there. (laughs) You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 